All right. Hello, 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 everyone out there. First and foremost, if you don't know, now you know you're listening to KSMC Moraga on 89.5 FM, a.k.a. the St. Mary's Station. How are you this beautiful Wednesday? Up here in the Bay Area, we are looking at some fantastic weather, first and foremost. And before I go any further, welcome to the Time Out Show, your sports talk radio show, as I like to call it. And uh, if you are stopping in for the first time, unfortunately, this is and will be my last show through KSMC. I plan on uh, continuing it through a podcast, so if you are interested, let me know if you want to get that link. Alrighty, so the next big thing is what in the world is going on in sports. Obviously, last week I detailed a little bit of the draft picks and who basically needed who or what team essentially needed what position. And lo and behold, last Thursday was round one, and then Friday round two and Saturday round three. So now, tomorrow begins the rookie mini camps, and I am beyond excited because that means the off season is semi officially over, or at least well on its way to being over. And uh, with that, I'm going to detail the first round of the draft pick and give some opinions on some of the picks. And uh, here we go. So first off, the Rams traded the Tennessee Titans for the first pick in this NFL draft. Obviously, they were looking to pick a uh, soon-to-be franchise quarterback or possibly right now franchise quarterback. So they went ahead and picked Jared Goff, who's actually a, a UC Berkeley a Cal guy. He, I'm pretty sure he's going to have big things in, uh, in L.A. now. I think uh, he's going to show up in a big way down there for the Rams. Now, on to the second pick, the very highly disputed Eagles pick from, uh, at least from Sam Bradford's standpoint. They got this pick from the Cleveland Browns, and they went ahead and picked another quarterback, Carson Wentz, out of North Dakota State. I'm not entirely in love with this pick. I think Bradford was the quarterback, maybe not of the long-term future, but of the short-term future, yes. You just signed him to another two-year deal. This is if you're the Eagles' front office. And next thing you do, you turn right around, not even two or three months after that signing, and you trade up to the second pick in the draft, which obviously is going to infuriate your, at that point, quarterback, because that basically shows you have no confidence in him or you don't think there's going to be a future with him. I think basically what it boils down to was there's a lack of communication. If the Eagles front office actually talked to Bradford and said, you know, we're going to draft this guy, but you are going to start this year and for the foreseeable future, and we're going to draft him and so he can learn under you or you can kind of take him under his wing, I think there would be a lot less uh, conflict between the two parties. Anyway, good luck to both of them. They're more than likely will be the starting quarterbacks of both those teams. Number three, the Chargers picked up Joey Bosa, the defensive end out of Ohio State. Ohio State was the uh, the college to be from out of this first round. I think it was in the first 20, there were five 
players picked from the Ohio State, as they call it. Anyway, he was the uh, the big defensive end that everyone had their eye on and really hoped and wished that they could uh, get him for either a steal later in the round or trade up to get him. Number four, the Dallas Cowboys. They picked up Ezekiel Elliott, the running back from, get this, Ohio State. I honestly, he's a great player, and he has some really good tape, and I, I wish him all the best. There is one thing that I could fault the Cowboys for doing, that no one picks a first-round running back unless they are absolute beasts or their MVP status, essentially. And I, I don't see that in Ezekiel Elliott. I mean, the one good thing he has going for him, going to the Cowboys, is that front offensive line is beastly they they can make a mediocre running back look mvp status a la DeMar- demarco murray in cow and dallas he had a breakout year and then he was traded to the eagles and basically fell flat on his face number five the jaguars picked up jalen ramsey the cornerback Ravens picked up Ronnie Stanley, an offensive tackle out of Notre Dame. Number seven, 49ers picked up DeForest Buckner, a defensive end out of Oregon. Number eight, the Titans, who originally were going to be number one, traded down, picked up Jack Conklin, the offensive tackle out of Michigan State. Number nine, the Bears picked up Leonard Floyd, offensive linebacker out of Georgia. And number 10, the New York Giants picked up Eli Apple, the cornerback out of Ohio State. Now, for you longtime listeners, you know I'm a Giants fan, so when uh, when I heard the pick, I honestly was quite surprised. I, From all the mock drafts and all of the, I guess, fan ideas and mock drafts that they had made, this guy wasn't really on anyone's list for them to pick up at this position, or at, at this number in the first round. So I didn't really know who he was, so obviously being a, a logical person, I went and did some research, saw some highlights, and I, I have to say, I think it was much more of the, um, the best player available uh, at the position at this point because I, I know we really wanted Joey Bosa, but obviously he got picked off really quickly. And, uh, yeah, I mean, overall, what I've seen from him so far, or at least his college years, I like what I see. And, uh, yeah, so number 11, the Buccaneers picked up Vernon Hargreaves, another cornerback. The Saints picked up Sheldon Rankins. The Dolphins picked up Laramie Tunsil, who actually had a, a, a draft mishap the day of. It was just a few short hours before the draft. There was a, a leaked photo of what seemed to be him. There was a face mask and a, a smoking apparatus attached to it. And essentially, now they're saying that picture, it was on his Twitter and quickly deleted, obviously. Uh, that picture has now cost him around 8 to $12 million because of his drop in the draft. But with that being said, just recently I heard, I think it was his financial planner, or it was a financial planner who posted the pic of, or hacked, and then posted that picture of that, uh, that activity. So I'm not really sure how, how that happens, um, but he, or the financial planner, is now looking at about five years in jail for this stunt. 
Anyway, the Raiders picked up Carl Joseph, the safety out of West Virginia. Again, the Raiders, I believe, had one of the best drafts for this year. Number 15, the Browns picked up Corey Coleman, the wide receiver. More, it, it makes sense. They're trying to get some weapons for RG3 out there and uh, get that offense finally going. The Lions picked up Taylor Decker, offensive tackle out of Ohio State. Number 17, the Falcons picked up Keanu Neal. Number 18, the Colts picked up Ryan Kelly, a center. The Bills picked up Shaq Lawson, the defensive end. The Jets, at number 20, picked Darren Darren Lee, offensive linebacker. The Texans, who actually traded up one spot with the Redskins, picked up Will Fuller, a wide receiver, out of Notre Dame. Again, I think the Texans are going to have a good year. With uh, Brock Osweiler out there uh, under center, you got now Will Fuller. You've got the the right pieces are coming together. You got JJ Watt on the defensive side. You already have a strong defense, and I think through through this draft they made it even stronger as well as built a little bit on the offensive side too. Number twenty two, the Redskins picked up Josh Doxson, wide receiver out of TCU. The Vikings picked up Laquan Treadwell, wide receiver out of Mississippi. Then the Bengals picked up William Jackson III, another cornerback. The 25th pick, the Pittsburgh Steelers picked Artie Burns, quarterback. Number 26, the Broncos actually traded up from 32 to 26 with the Seahawks and picked up Paxton Lynch, the quarterback out of Memphis. If you uh, are a longtime listener, you'll, you would have heard that name before. And I was talking about him that he might have been kind of the dark horse in this quarterback, uh, in this quarterback heavy league. Number twenty-seven, the Packers picked up Kenny Clark, defensive tackle from UCLA. The 49ers moved up a few spots and traded with the Chiefs to get Joshua Garnett, offensive guard from Stanford. Number thirty, the Cardinals picked up Robert Kendici out of Mississippi, defensive tackle. The Panthers picked up. Vernon Butler, the defensive tackle out of Louisiana Tech, and the Seahawks from the Broncos picked up Jermaine Effetti out of Texas A&M. And as you probably figured from that, there was one name lacking in that. The New England Patriots were stripped of their draft picks, so that's why it essentially is one team short. So... With that, uh, I'd like to just go quickly back over the Raiders because whatever they're doing, they're doing it well. I, I, I'm not sure how they're they're drafting or how they're building this team, but whatever they're doing, it's working. I, I'm liking their moves. I'm liking what they're doing. I'm liking what they're picking up. I'm liking how they're going about it. They're not spending. They're not flashing the cash and getting all of these old veterans to try to kind of do a, a one one run basically I think they're they're essentially building for the future they've got Derek Carr who obviously by now is their franchise quarterback they finally have that arm taken care of and they have Amari Cooper the the deep threat wide receiver they picked up some defensive pieces later in the draft as well as some offensive pieces so basically I'm really liking what they're doing and on the the other side, uh, the the Giants. I, this might be a bit of homerism from me, but 
I'm, I'm liking what they're doing. They're, they had a smart draft. It wasn't, per se, a, a sexy draft. There weren't any big names, but they uh, fulfilled some holes that we needed. They picked up the, um, I guess, the, the right guys for the right price, essentially. They didn't overdraft anyone, or they, they didn't really have any steals either, so it was kind of right in the middle. Anyway, and with that, that is the 2016 NFL Draft, and as I said, tomorrow is the rookie minicamp, so start to get excited about that, seeing your new players out there getting, getting their feet on the grass and getting some, uh, some footballs flying. All right, so this weekend, first off, this weekend on Sunday, May 8th, for all of you people who are unaware or don't have any clue, it is Mother's Day, so please, for the sake of all that is holy, do something for your mother. If you're not there, give her a call, send a card, write a message, I don't know, send a smoke signal, do something. Trust me, they appreciate the thought at least. Maybe you you can't be there for whatever reason, but at least show that you're thinking about them. With that being said, on Saturday, you can have a little fun. So. 2016 Cartopia, the Hot Rod and Custom 1920 to 60s Classic Car Show, is going on at Jack London Square, 10 a.m. to 3 p.m., the cost of free. So go check it out. I'm going to try my darndest to get out there, and uh, I will probably see you there. And with that, as I had mentioned before, this is my last show, so I've been kind of hand-picking or cherry-picking some of my favorite songs from the, uh, the list that I've been adding to. So with that, here's Black Rebel Motorcycle Club, Ain't No Easy Way.
right, so that second song there was Kiss with New York Groove. So we'll quickly switch gears here. As most of you know, or hopefully most of you know by now, it is the NHL playoffs, the Stanley Cup playoffs, if you will. So we have some big updates. We've got a couple of, I guess, upsets, you would call them, a couple of uh, close games, and... Here we go. So the first series is Washington Capitals versus the Pittsburgh Penguins. Surprisingly, the Pittsburgh Penguins stole game one, and I was extremely surprised. However, the Capitals came right back game two, won it. So it was 1-1 at that point. Last game, the Penguins stole it, actually. And now it is 2-1. Pittsburgh is up looking to go up 3-1 at home. So that is quite an interesting series. Moving over to the West, we have the Dallas Stars and the St. Louis Blues. St. Louis is leading 2-1 after a 6-1, a six-goal game. That is insane for the playoffs. They just stomped on the Stars. So now St. Louis leads 2-1. The San Jose Sharks are playing the Nashville Predators. The Sharks lead 2-1 after coming out with a commanding 2-0 lead coming or going to Nashville. So the, the fourth game is tomorrow, actually at 6 p.m. our time. And the other series is the Tampa Bay Lightning and the New York Islanders. This is, again, one of those kind of almost confusing series that it could really go either way at this point. Both teams have looked like they, they have the they have the stuff to move on to the next round, but obviously only one can uh, can go beyond this round. So with that, I'm going to give you a quick update on who I think is going to be in and who I think is going to be out at, at this point. Granted, before you go running to your bookie or to Vegas, this is all hearsay and conjecture. So with that... The Tampa Bay Lightning and the New York Islanders. I honestly think the Islanders are going to pull off the uh, the slight upset. I think they have a little more confidence. They they're playing a little looser than the than the Tampa Bay Lightning are. Granted, I, I haven't seen uh, any of the games, but from what I what I've seen before during the regular season, I think the Islanders are going to slightly edge it either in six games or seven games. But we'll see. St. Louis and Dallas. I think St. Louis is going to take it that, especially after last night's six to one commanding performance. I think the Blues finally have put it together, at least to make it to the next round. I'm not going to say anything beyond that because I think uh, they're still missing, missing that big veteran name on their team that has been there, has won the cup, not just been in the playoffs. And the Nashville and San Jose series. I think last night uh, it was a 4-1 to loss. The Sharks lost. I think, honestly, it, it was a matter of time. Uh, I think the Sharks still pull it off. They uh, went out to that 2-0 commanding lead. Sometimes you just, you just can't piece them all together, especially playing away. Even though they are the uh, known as the road warriors, but sometimes you, you just can't piece it all together. The Pittsburgh and Washington series, I think the uh, uh, I think P 
Pittsburgh takes it. I think they're, they've been too hot this whole series, and I think the Capitals are uh, getting a little lackadaisical, I guess you'd say. I think the uh, the number one seed had, has gone to their head. I think Ovechkin has become complacent in this series that they went in thinking that they were just going to blow the Penguins out of the water, and surprise, surprise, they have not. The Penguins have held to held with them, punch for punch, hit for hit, check to check. So I think uh, the Penguins come out of that. So what that leaves for the Eastern Conference Final and the Western Conference Final is the Penguins versus the Islanders. And at that point, I think the Islanders are going to uh, are going to beat the Penguins. I think they have a little more. Uh, momentum. I think they have a little more confidence. And on the flip side, that would be the Sharks playing the St. Louis Blues, which has had a lot of uh, matchups in recent history, the Sharks and the Blues. And for the most part, the Sharks have had the upper hand of that series. So I think that is going to continue. I think the Sharks just have a good mix of the the young rookies or the young guys in, in general who are hungry enough and who have the skill set to take them all the way. And again, I, I think uh, I think the Sharks win the Cup this year. I think they, they bring it to the Bay Area for the first time ever. And there's going to be so many bandwagon fans. I, it's going to hurt. It's, it's really going to hurt. However, it's going to be awesome because... The Stanley Cubs back in California, in the Northern California, not stinking Southern California. But anyway, so with that, this weekend, Bank of America does this cool thing that the first weekend of every month, you can go into museums actually for free. So as long as you have your ATM card or credit card through Bank of America or something like that, you can head out for free this weekend. There's uh, a couple of options. San Francisco, uh, you can go to the Legion of Honor, the Contemporary Jewish Museum, or the De Young Museum. In Oakland, the Shabbat Space and Science Center. San Jose, uh, the Museum of Art down there, or the Tech Museum of Innovation. Or in Mountain View, the Computer History Museum, which it sounds a little boring, but I think it could be actually really cool. So with that, here is Borns with Electric Love.
Alright, so that last song there was Hozier with Jackie and Wilson. And then that last quick little clip there was, if you didn't recognize it, the graduation song thing that in just a few short days, actually in two weeks and a couple of days, my fellow seniors, including myself, will be walking around in uh, some black robes uh, with a whole lot of debt and some knowledge. So with that, a quick rundown of the NBA playoffs, because they're going on as well. Last night, the Warriors played the Portland Trailblazers, and holy moly, was it a great game. So to, just to kind of set the scene, Steph Curry is out still. His knee has been shaky at best. He's uh, working to get back at least towards the end of this series playing but as of now he's still working it out and I feel like they're trying to go slow with him so not to aggravate it or anything too 
hopefully have him 100% ready for the next round. So basically what that means is everyone else needs to step up in their own little way. So a couple of players stepped up majorly. Fessis Azili, Draymond Green, and Clay Thompson all stepped up in a big way last night. I was watching some of the highlights and uh, also Oracle Arena was deserve, deserving of its name, the, uh, the Roracle, that the fans were out there and the fans were loud. It was amazing. It, it felt like a, uh, almost like either a conference final or even a finals game with the level of excitement and the level of, I guess, just energy in the building. I definitely think that helps the, uh, the players and the team and almost kind of makes the other team nervous or the visiting team nervous when they hear all that noise. Anyway, so to give you an update on the other series, Cleveland has been playing the Atlanta Hawks. They won uh, on Monday, won a 493, and it seems that Atlanta might not be as good as they originally thought. The OKC Thunder are playing the San Antonio Spurs. That series has been a, a close one. Game one, however, the Spurs blew out the Thunder, but Monday, the Thunder brought it back. They kept their cool. They played their own game. And uh, they won 98-97, so that series is tied 1-1. However, it came out today that, or I believe it was technically yesterday, that the NBA officials missed multiple calls in the last couple of seconds, which obviously would have changed the result of the game. The other series is the Raptors are playing the Heat, Toronto and Miami, in case you didn't know, and Miami took the game last night it was it was kind of a sad moment because i thought the torontos at home would have it semi easy or at least easier than on the road however they dropped game one and uh i i've I kind of lost my my faith in the raptors i i'd still would love to see them go deep into the playoffs or deeper let's say but I, I think uh, they have too many young players on the team that just commit too many fouls and just kind of bonehead mistakes. But, hey, you never know. The playoffs is where miracles can happen. So anyway, back to the Warriors series that last night, it was absolutely amazing. And the other thing was to, to put in another little caveat in there. The Warriors were down essentially the first half plus most of the third quarter, in which finally something clicked, something turned on, some hands got hot, and uh, there was a couple of threes dropped from Clay Thompson. There were a couple of just some good uh, points in the paint, and next thing you know, it was tied 91-91. And basically from there, the Warriors' defense shut the Blazers down, shut them down. We're talking basically two or three points in the span of like five minutes which is really difficult especially in a uh, NBA game so with that I definitely believe the Warriors will beat the Blazers uh, if it's in four games or five games possibly six I, I would put more money on five games to be honest the Blazers win one at home that would make sense but you never know. I mean, they could uh, just turn it on and keep pushing it to a seven-game series. On the other side, 
the OKC Thunder and the Spurs. That is an interesting matchup because last night they uh, the Thunder showed up and actually showed they could hang with the Spurs and shot for shot essentially. But the other part is the the officials came out and said that there were a bunch of missed calls. So some of it you got to attribute to the missed calls. Some of it you got to say, okay, that was just pure skill and talent. So with that, I honestly want to see the Thunder come out of this series. However, if I go the logical route, I think the Spurs will win it just due to the uh, amount of veterans on the team and how many players have just been there and have kind of realized that mentality that they have over there. On the flip side, I think Cleveland is going to beat Atlanta. I think LeBron James is uh, is very, um, how do I, not disturbed, but miffed, angry about last year and how I guess you could say that the Cavaliers weren't 100% healthy during the finals. However, that doesn't matter. You're in the finals. You have to find another way to win games. So I think he is pushing extra hard for uh, for his team to make it back to the finals and uh, to win it all, especially for Cleveland because it's been really, it's been bad out there, at least if you're a sports fan. And then the Miami and Toronto series, as of last night's game, the performance, I'm leaning towards Miami winning it, which, as uh, LeBron James said, if he could play against the the Heat, some of his former teammates are still on the team. That would be a, that would be quite fun for him, and I, I think honestly it would be a really good matchup on top of all that. So on the East, who I think comes out of all that into the finals, I honestly think it's a rematch from last year. I think Cleveland beats Miami. Cleveland represents the East, and then the Warriors defeat either the Thunder or the Spurs narrowly i'm saying six to seven games and some of those games are nail biters and i think the warriors win it yet again they they just have too much momentum they have too much to lose and they want to show the whole nba the last year was not a fluke and there there's a reason why they won it and there's a reason why they were so dominant this whole regular season as well as i mean as of now the whole postseason too so on that note a quick little plug here and some more music. Off the Grid Presidio Picnic and Food Truck Party this Sunday. So if you're local, try to pick up your mom, Uber her, taxi her, driver her, Bart, whatever, and go out and uh, enjoy some fantastic food. I've went out to the uh, Mason Street or the Mason Ferry or whatever that one in San Francisco a while ago, and it was awesome there's so many people there's some live music terrific amazing food we're talking blow your mind food so anyway it's free to show up but then obviously you have to pay for the food and such the picnic starts at 11 and it goes till 4 so go out and enjoy a mother's day with your mother your grandmother stepmother your guardian whatever whoever and uh just enjoy yourself so with that, here is some Lenny Kravitz Fly Away.
So that last song there was Iration with Time Bomb. And we're about at that time where I'm going to start winding things down. Give you a quick little inspirational quote. And uh, yeah, go from there. So if we were meant to stay in one place, we'd have roots instead of feet, he said. That's a quote from Rachel Wolkin. Wol I think that's, a, that's an interesting quote because... I feel some people are afraid of change or are afraid of uh, a, maybe a different idea or a different plan. And it's, it's like, especially with group uh, projects, in, in my case, that there are so many ideas and so many plans that sometimes you need to either take a step back and join some other plan or everyone needs to kind of step forward and pick a different plan. So I think uh, those are some good words to live by, and uh, I think it's a, a pretty fitting way to finish my radio show and radio shows, for that matter, with that quote. Um, first, give a quick little shout-out. Yet again, this Sunday is Mother's Day, May 8th, so do something for your moms or grandmoms. And... Uh, I'd like to thank my mom specifically uh, for all the support she's given me. I'd like to thank also my grandma for listening in and keeping up to date and uh, having some uh, wise words and words to say about all the uh, all the baloney that I say on this show. And uh, I'd also like to uh, to thank my granddad that I know he's uh, he's looking over me and thank you for the inspiration for me. To, to do this basically to, to find the confidence and to uh, show myself and others that I can do something like this and beyond that everyone who's taken a taken a listen or talked to me about sports especially uh, Randy Zaldana like you get a shout out because I've bounced off a lot of ideas from you and I've taken a lot of uh, Bengals quotes and I've taken a lot of Bengals low blows uh, and a good mixture of um, back-and-forth banter about the Giants as well. So with that, thank you very much to everyone who has listened. 
Thank you very much to KSMC. Thank you to St. Mary's. And uh, with that, here is Nirvana, Come As You Are. And after that, one last time of Cult of Personality. And again, if you don't know, now you know. It is KSMC Moraga 89.5 FM.